Before we begin, Chris and I would just like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. We are incredibly grateful to be recording this on Indigenous land. Always was, always will be. Cheers. Cheers. Number one. Crisis. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. What are we drinking today, Ariadne? Aperol Spritz is how we've started today. I also feel like before we begin, we should give a shout out to Jessica from JB Hi-Fi. Yeah, JB Hi-Fi Mall Park. Thank you so much, Jessica. Giving us a microphone. $100 off. We... Should we say that? Will she get in trouble? We'll edit that out in post. Just a little beep. Um, So this is Millennial Crises. It sure is. Welcome everyone. Kia ora, as producer Liv would say. Producer Liv is here. She just doesn't have a microphone. Can hear me in the background. Hell yes, yes. How do you how do you say it? Kia ora. Just that, just that quickly. Yeah. I believe it's Kia Ora. And this is the kind of fun banter you can expect from Millennial Crises. So we do have a well, let's talk about, like, structure. Yeah, what's the podcast? Yeah, because I feel like what we've not explained it. We've not explained it particularly well via Instagram. Um, one form of communication. Our one form, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for the 201 people who follow us. We, we love you. And I'm going to list you with <laughs> my name. Aaron. Aardvark. <laughs> um, no, we're Millennial Crises. I believe this kind of came from, you know, in, in these times, in mm-hmm. these crazy times, mm-hmm. it's easy to be like, oh, I have this problem, but, you know, oh, in this climate, can I really complain about it? And the answer is Yes. 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 And you're allowed to do that. And this is a safe space for that. So in the grand tradition of Dolly Doctor, of an agony aunt, Mm -hmm. if you will. Write in. Write in and we'll answer your questions. We'll tell you what's what. We'll essentially tell you to grow up. But in a very kind, loving, empathetic way. Supportive. Yeah, like a good bra. Also, we should mention that we won't know what questions have been asked no, the week prior. Yeah. So on our Instagram, we'll put up little question story things that you can respond to where producer Liv will see who you mm-hmm. are, will follow you to your home, yep. on your window and say, it's me, it's Kathy, I've come home. And you're also, damaged. <laughs> there is also a link to an anonymous yeah, on, posting thing. On our Instagram. Which will eventually hold our podcast, podcatcher of choice, but at the moment just has... Yeah, yeah. So feel free to write in because we won't we won't know. Yeah, and but in these crazy times, all of the normal bullshit still happens. Yeah, like all the things that you're normally stressed about that you break down over continue to exist alongside you know. Corona. The climate. Yeah. The economy. And they are not even they're not remotely less valid in these times. Well, no, yeah. no, they're not. Well. No, 
But I mean, who are we? Who are you? <clears throat> and that's today's crisis. <laughs> uh, so I'm Ariadne. Chris and I have known each other now for seven years. Uh, and so we just... Yeah, what, what is, what's a fun fact? No, I hate that. You're a performer. Actor, performer. I wrote a short film this year, so now I'm actually ticking the box writer on forms. I don't know. I'm Chris. I'm constantly <laughs> in crisis. I'm Chris. I'm a writer. I used to say I'm a writer, performer, theatre maker, director. Do you not say that anymore? It's just like, I'm just a writer. But now, after last week, mm-hmm. I am once again on the acting train. Mm-hmm. Ari and I shouldn't add as a heterosexual <laughs> couple. And it went about as well as you can imagine it going. It was pretty hot and steamy. It was. Yeah, some of the, the hot water running. <laughs> <laughs> he was in a bathroom at one point, to be fair. He was. Someone walked in on me peeing. In the act, not in real life. In real life. Um... But yeah, no, I am. I can now say I'm a performer again. Gotten back on the horse, back on the bicycle. I don't know how to ride a bike. What? Fun fact. I didn't know that. A very long time. Um, I would also say that the reason we wanted to do this is because that, like, we are all of our friends' emotional crutches. Yeah, this year in particular, I really found there was one point. I have been lent on with four people. Four, three, four. Four it does. I was on a Zoom call and we ended up, I made some sort of joke about being stable and they all just went, yeah, you're our emotional support network. Yeah. Thank, thank you. And I was like, ha, 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 I was fishing. Thank you. Thank you for thinking me. But I also think the fear of that is what has led us to do this. Because it's like, well, yes, that's a larger platform. A larger platform. More exactly. Which is terrifying. Yeah, no one has, like, been derailed by our advice. Oh, no. Mm. But, that being said, we've decided that at the beginning of each podcast, we will tell you all why we are in crisis. To just, like... Yeah, so, I mean, at the beginning of every episode, we'll ask each other the question. And, you know, whenever there are guests on, we'll mm-hmm. ask them the question. And the question is, Ari, are you in crisis? And the answer will most often be yes. And today is no exception. It is yes. Crisis number one is that I received a peace lily for my birthday, as both of you know. Uh, very triggering. Very triggering. And uh, the little tag that I, like, looked up... It said, it's the easiest plant to take care of. You put it in a corner, uh, you water it once a week, and let it thrive. And mine is absolutely dying. It's not making it. It's barely clutching on. It's at its, like, final leaf. It's not. It's actually doing quite well, but it's not... It's, it's, yeah, it's... I mean, that's basically, that's the long and short of that one is like, I'm killing what is the easiest plant to take care of and what does that say about me and will I die alone? Um, But we'll unpack that later. Crisis number two is a little bit more long form. Basically, I was at work the other the other week, and I called the the work hotline, which is like a small counselling hotline because I was having a rough day. 
And I was speaking to the woman who is not a therapist, but, you know, a, a counsellor. Like us. Like us. Like us. No. <laughs> and I said something, uh, which I will explain in a little bit. And she said, do you know that not everyone thinks like that? And I, I said, what do you mean? And she goes, well, not everyone has those thoughts. Not everyone thinks that way. And I, I, I was very confused because I have gone my whole life believing that people, every single person, has intrusive thoughts. And so I was explaining to her that sometimes when I'm walking down the street or, like, driving a car, I'll say to myself in my head, wouldn't it be funny if I walked into oncoming traffic? Or what do you think would happen if I swerved off the side of the road right now? And I thought that's just a kooky, crazy, quirky, fun thing that everyone thinks. <laughs> you know, you're in a certain situation and you think like, oh, wouldn't that be really interesting if I just like didn't come back up from the bottom of the pool? And not everyone thinks that way. And that is my crisis. I genuinely believed that everyone had intrusive thoughts. This is what I've learned. The term is now intrusive thoughts. And so, uh, I don't know how, they are always some sort of like major impactful, I am harmed in some sort of way. Right. I well, maybe not, but. Not to immediately think it about me, but you know, because we're conversing, we're connecting and crisising. Um, like I have that, but never about death, I don't think. For me. It only really ever comes up in a theatre during a show, particularly one that I don't like. Uh And I'm like, what if I just started screaming? What if I just started answering the actors back? Uh What if I just got up there and couldn't control it? And people were like, why is he up there? That's wild. I literally had it during a show, like, last night. Yeah, I've never had those ones. Mine are like more more death related, and I don't know if it's a cri- it's not like a crisis. It just spiraled me into being like uh, the brain. <laughs> mm. But then you know, no one thinks exactly the same way. No one else. Like the brain is a wild thing, and everyone has different ways of thinking. Yeah, like it's like that the whole thing that gripped the nation. What, a few months ago? That's psychology rule number one. Not everyone thinks the same. Do you, like, have a running narration in your head, or do you just, like... See pictures and images and stuff, yeah. Pictures or Mm. whatever. I have a monologue. Ditto. Which I think most people that I have spoken to at least say as well. No, I've got got about half and half. But I think that that is very much a rule of psychology, is that Mm. people's brains are different. Mm. Chris, are you in crisis? Look, the long and the short of it is no. Just like that. Uh Uh-huh. So essentially, yes. The first part is I'm addicted to Sudoku. Um, I recently re-downloaded the Sudoku app on my phone. And really, it's it's consuming me. It consumes my waking thoughts. I have no Um, idea how to play. I, really? I could not tell you how to do it. Okay, it so makes no sense. <laughs> also don't know what Sudoku is. Yeah. It is the classic, I believe, Japanese game where it's like a grid. You have nine boxes, nine rows, nine columns. Mm-hmm. And you have to put the numbers one to nine in each row, in each column, in each box without any, like, clashes. 
So it all just fits perfectly. I think I understand that. And so the app that I have on my phone has easy, medium, hard, extreme. Um, and at a certain point, I was doing extremes in like under five minutes. Wow. Which I was very proud of. Sudoku. Yeah. Um, putting a lot of pressure on myself. And so every time it was like 15 minutes, I was like, what the fuck? I'm an idiot. I'm dumb. So then this is part two. That was me a few months ago when I was rewatching Succession season one and playing Sudoku all the time. Then I deleted it because I was like, I'm addicted. I need a break. Mm. I'm like going to bed and dreaming of Sudoku. Not a joke. Mm-hmm. So then I re-downloaded it recently, and I cannot get the same scores. I have significantly slowed down, and so I'm like, am I genuinely getting dumber? Oh, whoa. Which is something I think about a lot. Because I'm like, am I dumber than I once was, or am I just more at peace with what I don't know? So am I actually incredibly mature, and I'm maturing, and I'm growing up, and I'm no longer the obnoxious little know-it-all that I definitely used to be. Oh, I don't know if that's true. No, I'm <laughs> better, but I'm <laughs> cured. <laughs> cured? Mm, <neats. laughs> um, or am I genuinely not as intelligent anymore because of the ravages I put my body through? Maybe your hair is just weighing you down. Well, not at the front. No. Crisis number three. (laughs) Third part of that is actually is there a cure on the horizon? Because at four forty-five a.m. last evening, when I went to bed and decided to play one last game of Sudoku, that's this morning, which is the genius thing to do when you're tired, sleepy, getting into bed. You think. Let's play a brain game. Jog the memory. Alzheimer's be damned. They redesigned the app very slightly and it looks really ugly and it actually genuinely made me sad at 5 a.m. this morning. <laughs> but is that a good thing? Because <laughs> you made me play Sudoku less. Counter question Do you think that you will try and find a new app? That looks prettier. Well, see, that's the thing. Sudoku was me finding a new app so that I wasn't on Twitter all the time. Oh, you've swapped addictions. Yeah. Mm. So what's next? Meth. <laughs> Strike that from the record, please. Anyway. So that's our price? Yeah. That's our Very price. different, but the same, weirdly. Thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Using our brains. Thinking is hard. Yeah. So. That's a little bit about us. But to wrap that up, Aria, are you at peace with your crisis? Yeah, I would say so. I felt, I feel better even now just saying it out loud Mm -hmm. and not having either of you look at me like I'm completely ridiculous. But I would. I foreshadowed this last night and I got very stressed. Yeah. I'm hearing it and I'm like, grow up. Yeah. I'm trying. Um, I wouldn't say I'm at peace, but I think it just means I have to do more work. Do you accept? I do accept okay. the rose. I'm just being indicated that I now have to ask the question back. Chris, <laughs> are you at peace? No. <laughs> no, I didn't think so. I'm not. 
I want my Sudoku to be unredesigned, and I want to be smarter. There I said it. That's my fatal flaw. That's me in ancient Greek theatre. So because you're not at peace with it then, what are you going to do about it? Absolutely nothing. Mm. Absolutely nothing. Mm. See where the winds take me. Mm. Soar on the wings of giants <laughs> in the sky. And that's that on that. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's do what you all should and move on. Live. Producer Live. Hi. Well, we have a particular question today. Okay. I'm 26 and I've just started my hoe phase. Am I too old for this? When is too old to have my hoe phase? This is an excellent question. question. (laughs) Um, First of all, we hear you. Absolutely, we hear you. Thank you so much for writing in. Yes. With us for the spirit of openness. Yeah. Secondly, grow up. No. Yeah. Um, You are absolutely not too old for a hoe phase. Ask any closeted gay man in the 1960s who came out at literally 98 years old. Yeah. Quote me on that. They all did. A 98. You are never too old for a hoe phase, particularly if it's not harming anyone. I would absolutely agree. I just turned 26. I just turned 28 and I've never had a hoe phase. I've been slightly hoe-ish, but I wouldn't say that I've had a phase. I actually feel deep in my body and I felt it on the midnight tick of October 2nd that this was the year, this was the year of the hoe. Oh, excellent. Yeah. And so, I know. I, I mean, if my parents are listening, lock your ears. Oh, I don't. Sorry. Days when I moved out of home, and I was like twenty one, twenty two. Mm-hmm. I thought, I worried I was too old for it then, yeah. because I was at a high school with no other gays, yeah. at least no other out gays at the time. I yeah. And their names are no, um, <laughs> the Reynolds pamphlet. <laughs> so I finally moved out of home at like twenty one, and was like, oh, I guess it's time for grinder because I'm no longer in the outer suburbs, and mm. this person is seventy eight kilometers away. An accurate reading. I know, um, I've, I've been there. But no, and it was just immediate. Like, 2016, baby. Mm. Living in Caulfield. Arizona. <laughs> um, you got to do it. Yeah. Because it, also, it taught me so much about myself and also about the way I thought about myself. Mm. Because I, you know, did not have the best body image. Mm. It's a huge yeah. one. It's a huge one for me. Like, oh, I can be desired. Mm. And I can desire. And that's okay. And I can act on that. And it can be fun. It can also be so funny. It's so funny. That situation. I look at my whole face as like, truly, what was I doing? Mm. I'm so glad I did it. It's given me so much material. But also maybe don't look at your life as a material gathering machine. Mm. Anyway. I was very, it's interesting to hear you talk about it because we weren't in the same state at the time. No. And so I, was ne- I wasn't really privy to it. No, you were busy and ignoring me. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why I did it. Yeah. And that's all, that, I mean, that brings up another topic. Don't enter this hoe phase of your life, 26-year-old, uh, for any other reason than yourself. Don't, I wouldn't, I would not do it to prove something to anyone or do it because you feel like you need to have one. If this is the stage of your life that you're entering now for you and you alone, then that's brilliant. 
hot take, just putting it out there. Mm. I'm, I'm going to be burned at the stake for this. Oh, so. okay. Sex is fun. <sighs> there I said it. And I know that that is so brave. That's spicy as shit. Yes, I am a cis white gay man. You're gay? Yes, and I'm saying sex is fun. Mm. And I don't make the rules, but I do make the rules as a cis white gay man. Yeah. I actually speak for the community. You are the moment. I am the moment. Um, sex is fun. Yeah. And it's good. And if you're having fun, then that can only be positive. Yeah. If you're having a good time. Um, I even as I said it, I was like, oh, mm. fun, I don't think so. I think he was very stressed. Well, <laughs> I think he thrived in that stress. <laughs> I think he found stress fun, and that was the problem. I don't know. And yes, that was the problem. <laughs> that, too much fun. I've always said it. Drag your ass back to the office. No, 26, 26 is not old, and yes, I'm saying that because I just turned 26. The only time I feel old, no, okay, I'm gonna list that when I feel old. Uh huh. One, looking in the mirror. Mm hmm. Two, walking. <laughs> Honestly, bending down. I stand up and I'm like, oh, my knees. Do you make that noise sometimes? Sometimes I sit down and I go, oh. <laughs> So, or sometimes I stand up, my body goes, mm. it's like, oh boy, that is a creaky door. Oh, sorry, sorry, I was just sitting down. <laughs> Harry, get up. <laughs> and I was like, giggle. <laughs> oh, God. I'm like, wait, no, you've always done this. This has always been you. But like, my uh-huh. thigh is receding. Yeah. The front of it is thinning. Don't... The thinning is a new thing mm. from the past 12. But the back is stunning. Stop it. It's glorious. I'm not fishing. Shut the fuck up. You're a cis white gay man. You don't know how to fish. I'm sorry. That was actually really reductive to all the gay fishermen that are listening. Thank you. Yeah. They're my people. Mm. I've always said that inside I'm a gay fisherman. Because baby... You're not like the rest. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, 26. The only time I feel old, really, is when I'm at work, surrounded by 20-year-olds. 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds. Yeah. I'm talking about uni, which I graduated from two years ago. Yeah. From my second degree. And they're talking about their problems, and they're freaking out about things. And I'm like, how did I become a parent? And why do I like it so much? I think that's a like good segue into my thought about it, because... Uh, mini crisis absolutely addicted to TikTok can't get enough of it love it I don't think it's a crisis because I don't think it's a problem yet to be honest but there are all of these people yeah that's called denial it's not just a river in Egypt it's a whole freaking ocean (laughs) Meredith Grey told me that let's waste time so sorry to derail you chase in about two weeks time my crisis is going to be that I'm Oh. Not that I've done it yet, but I'm planning on it. A pre-crisis. Okay. Just a just a heads up. But watching so many of them, I've found that there are these 17, 18, 19-year-olds really living in their moments, which is mm. glorious. Mm. Like 
really going for it, making up these dancers, living their best lives. Like all of this beautiful online community and all of these like teenage girls being like, I don't need anything other than like to have fun and a good time. So I can imagine as a 26 year old, which is I, I have felt as a 28 year old watching them. It is stressful to be like, have I actually passed my prime? Because these people are doing what I want to be doing, but they're mm. 19 and it feels like they're more in their bodies than I have ever been in my whole life. Mm. So that I find that quite stressful. And that's why I would have to very much agree with the person who wrote in because it does feel like it does feel stressful. It's like, am I too old? Will, will I be judged? I think Do I need to settle down? The answer is no, by the no. way, to me. I but think why that's never been like a stressor for me. Mm. A from a young age, I realised I was the same age as Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. So having that alongside me all these years since two thousand and seven, Atonement. Yeah. Very deserved Oscar nomination for her. Love her. Yeah. Just knowing, like, look, people are on different paths, people are on different timelines, and that's fine. It's my Elizabeth Debicki crisis. Mm. Could not believe that. But then that's, she's only become successful very recently. Sasha Ronan's been successful for a long time. My and crisis is bigger than yours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, but on the one hand, Sasha Ronan has kept me real. On the other hand, people like Philip Seymour Hoffman have kept me real. Because I was like, from a very young age, I'm going to thrive in my 30s because I don't have a face for the 20s. No, neither. I don't have... I simply I, don't. Yeah. But I'm very quickly approaching the end of my 20s, so something better happen. But then the shocking thing is I'm now 26 and I'm hot. Yeah. That's not shocking. That's but gross. Like, well, what do I do with this now? Because I wasn't planning on this arriving until... The 30s. And now I'm 26. I'm literally the hottest person. Mm. And I don't know what to do with the power. Would you go... For it, really. Would you go ho phase round two? I don't know if anyone could handle that. That you're actually just, like, really reducing other people's abilities to... That's true. That's quite reductive. I reckon you could find at least three. Three people playing Sudoku. That you would want to have sex with. This isn't funny. Unfortunately. I've just realised this bit isn't our best. Oh, it's not uh, It's not a bit? I genuinely think you should hoe phase round two. I mean, I feel like I did for a whole sec there. But I mean, recently I did really... Like, we were having this conversation mm. where we were trying to count sexual partners. Mm-hmm. I've got it in my notes section. Don't anyone open that. Do we want to reveal numbers? Is this too early in our podcast journey to get onto this subject? I feel like only at least like 10 people will listen to this first episode. So. so true. And also if you've made it this far, you've kind of earned it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the, 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 the start was quite rough. I need to count it again. Not that I've forgotten. It's just like um, as a recent bisexual, nothing has happened because of that. My number is 10. Oh, yeah. that's nice and round. Yeah. Yeah. And I did you have a long-term boyfriend for all of my... Like, my, oh, when my hope... my not a space for bragging, Ariadne. We were in love. 
And it was a good chunk of my early 20s, which is why I've also felt like I had skipped the whole phase section mm. of my life because I was in... And then when I got to drama school, I was so traumatized that it was like, that's just not going to happen. Even though that might have probably been the most conducive space to I be a hoe. Like no, okay. Unless you were a Catholic or a Mormon in the 1950s in Midwest America, you never skip your hoe phase. That is it a massive take. It always comes out. Whether it writes an essay and comes out as a human person who doesn't like labels or mm. you know, actually comes Mm-hmm. It comes out. It does. I actually that has made me feel a lot better. It's unskippable. I think so. It's unskippable. I think once you alleviate all of this pressure of being like I need to be something in my twenties, mm. the world sort of opens up. Mm. Even your thirties at this point, really, it's like don't try and be anything. Too fast. Any age. I'm not just saying it'll come at your 20s or 30s. Yeah. It comes at any age. You could be a six-year-old having a hot face. That's yeah. That's great. And there are. The Jane Fonda movie, Grow Up. Grace and Frankie? That's hot. Granky. Granky. I, A, can't remember. B, have deleted Grindr too many times in order to actually go back and count properly. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere upwards of 30. I, but every time I try to count... This literally happened in the car with you, Producer Liv, recently. Is that, are we doing that, by the way? Producer Liv? That's what we're doing? Yeah, okay. Continue. I will drive past something and be like, oh, I slept with someone there. Oh. Oh, oh. Like a little Hansel and Gretel roadmap. Yes. Like crumbs. crumbs. Yeah. I think if you took me on a tour of Caulfield, Brighton, Malvern, St Kilda in Victoria, it would be very traumatic. Mm. And, no, traumatic. Some of them were very fun. Do you have any regrets? I don't think so. Mm. I mean, I have some regrets in like not preparing properly. I sadly do. But then also, those stories are pretty funny. They are. And I will be sitting up at night at 6 a.m. in the middle of the night. Don't fight with me. The middle of your night. And just laugh. (laughs) Just laugh and chortle and have a little cackle at myself and think back to different lines like dirty. There was one guy that was the only thing he said to me. D- just the I'm word. I'm you when in the interaction yeah. it was said, but that is the only thing he said. I really hope at the and beginning. I remember the exact time, and it is so funny. A dramatic reading, if you will. I just did it. But I was talking over the top of you. Dirty. <gasps> that was haunting. That gave me chills. It haunts me. Mm. Uh, did I ever tell you about the time? This is like slight backtrack, but in terms of age, when Christoph Waltz, 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 Christoph W, won the Oscar. Which time? Inglorious Bastards? The, he deserved it? Yes. And one chained when it was fucking no, the, the, the first one, which, how old was he? 50? Don't remember. It was, Inglorious Bastards came out in 2009. Yeah. I believe he was in his 50s, and my dad, well, I was speaking to my dad about it, and, he, and I go, oh, you know, and Christoph Waltz won the Oscar, and that's exciting. 
And he goes, see? And I was like, see what? And he was like, see? He's 50. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, so you just got to wait it out. Oh, I really thought this was going to be a sex-related story. And then... <laughs> I realized we were going back to age. I had... I yes. said backtrack. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. I was really waiting for some sort of, like, sex dream about Christoph Waltz. I'd go there. I'd absolutely go there. Your dad saying I would go there or something. No, it was not a Christoph Waltz sex story, but it's just more an age thing. And I... Shame. I Yeah, I don't know when when we started... I guess, like, for me, it was, like, a young age. When we started placing numbers on certain things we could and couldn't do. Mm. So it's just, like, I have hit my mid-20s. 20, 20, I, can't, I can't be a hoe. Like, when, when, do we have, when did we start doing that to ourselves? I think that's a carryover from previous generations as well. When, well, yeah. Like, the lines were much clearer. Like, you graduated high school. You, by that point, had someone that you were very serious with. You married them. You bought a house. My, yeah, my mom was pregnant at this age. That's... It's not just that, like, culturally we've moved away from that. It's that literally economically... Yeah. We have moved away from that. Like, bit of a catchphrase, but yes, capitalism is the villain here. Like, it's because of capitalism. Wow. It's because, I mean, A, literal lifetimes are growing longer. Like, yeah. People are living longer. Yeah. People are growing older. People are retiring later. And so they are hoarding their wealth mm. and making sure that they keep all their wealth for longer. Yeah. It also brings up the question of monogamy when we start living longer as well. And, like, is it a viable and durable sure, thing? Yeah. But they're really just economically, like... It is the housing market in this country. It is impossible to buy a house. It is impossible to like buy a. Well, not impossible. Literally, my cousins who I've seen a lot this week have houses. Anyway, yeah, but like where? <sighs> yeah. 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 Could you? Anyway, it is literally fiscally unfeasible. Fiscally. To actually hit the same goals that our parents and their parents did. Yeah. We are meeting people later. Also, like, we do not have to settle down in a marriage that we do not want. Absolutely not. Forced to do something, particularly for women, like, look at the way that financially the wage gap is shrinking. Mm. We do not have to rely on partners who can earn more than them Mm. for them to have a life. Like, we do not have to hit those same goals anymore. I love when you speak so for why women. Are we still putting placing the same pressure on ourselves mm. to hit those same goals. Capitalism. Capitalism. Yeah. Really, the pressure we should be placing on ourselves, sorry I'm overwhelmed with spit. Oh. Is that our lifetime is gonna be shorter because the world is ending. Yeah, well. And that is a very clear indication that you should really lean into the hope phase. Oh, I thought you were gonna say that I should run for office. Absolutely. Yeah, local office. Local office. You would win. Well, not our local office. If I didn't, would, I don't think I could go on. Yeah. But the world is ending. We have all of this pressure that we place on ourselves for no reason. I mean... Who does the benefit? Just be a hoe. Be a hoe. Absolutely be a hoe. Absolutely. Okay, to summarise... Never too old. If you find me attractive, by the way, hit me up. Same. Same. Oh, I'm in a relationship. 
Yeah. Producer Liv. Please. Sorry. Please. Please. Sorry. If you find either one of us attractive, hit us up. Yeah. We are both single. Yes. We are both age appropriate, but even then, what's age appropriate anymore? I know. Also, you're 26 now. You can kind of go. Half your age plus seven, I believe, is the youngest you can go. Do you ever do that in high school? Yeah, but even then... Love. Am I about to get cancelled? Maybe. You <laughs> want to, how young are you going? Like 18. You, would you date an 18 year old? I would date one. <laughs> <laughs> date one? Hell no. I kissed an 18 year old on New Year's Eve when I was 26. Didn't know he was 18 at the time. I said, You got a girlfriend? He goes, No. And then I kissed him and he goes, I'm 18. Said it. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Boys, arrest, uh, that's all this was. It was just a no. You're fucked in the head. That's disgusting. You're an 18 year old. I know. You're 73. I know. You know it. And then my cousin took a Snapchat of it. My dad saw it and he goes, Fun night. And I go, He was 18, dad. We're not talking about it. And then dad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get him. Pete! You're Pete under Legend. So yeah, 26 is not too old. No. For anything. Absolutely not. Come on. <laughs> Grow up. Um, too old never, to go to preschool, the maybe. is not... There is no it's a state of limit. mind. It's a there state of no mind. I agree. It can it's go a state of mind. or as long as you want it to, and it can happen at any point in your life. Mm-hmm. If you met a 45-year-old woman who was just out of a terrible marriage and was hitting a hoe phase and you were like, come on. You're you're wrong. You're wrong. I agree. You would scream in that woman's face, yes, bitch. Yes, queen. I, yes. Hell yes. And then that woman. Sib. Would be the basis for your Oscar-winning screenplay. Mm Mm-hmm. I would if probably have sex with that woman. Please reach out to me. Mm-mm. I need some material and I need the motivation to write again because I have What was it like to write Hillbilly Elegy? Um, it was very stressful. Mm. It was very stressful. Did you enjoy working with Glenn Close? Loved it. <laughs> Absolute professional. Mm. But I tell you what, it was stressful. Mm. How long is the elegy? I don't know. I how, couldn't tell you. How high do you have to say it? I thought it was a cracker. Give me some cheese and elegy. No. But my big take on that movie, I fought really hard in the development stages. We haven't established that this is actually a movie podcast, have we? Not yet. Okay. Okay. Continue. It's the M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end of the first episode. We're a movie podcast. Yep. What else do you make a podcast about? Anyway, I actually developed it as a biopic of Billy Bob Thornton. Oh. Hillbilly Bob Thornton. Thornton. (laughs) Hillbilly Bob Thornton elegy. And then they're like, no, no not Billy Bob. Because really Angelina wouldn't have signed off on it. No, I was, well, no, that's the thing. She was the director. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I spit. Wow. Wow. Unbroken. So, <laughs> <laughs> that is our first episode. Yeah. How At the are we end gonna? Of every episode, yeah, we are going to. I mean, who knows if we will? We'll do it this time and see if it works. Okay. But 
producer Liv is going to get 30 seconds on the clock. Oh, yeah. For each of us. As your timing. I'm so sorry. I'm not saying that you're... I can. I can time. I can time. So, well, yeah. I'll so time. we're going to do 30 seconds on the clock. And we're going to state exactly what our listener needs to do. What our listener in crisis, our LIC, our Licky Lou... So no. That just came out yeah. Needs to do. Okay. Oh, you're God, go- am I, going first? I think so because oh, it's your your shit. big idea and Oh god. I haven't really it, it's you know why this is difficult because we only heard about the topic 30 minutes ago. So, and it's really we've been literally spewing the shit of a bull out of our mouth that entire time. That's so interesting. I actually feel like we've done a really good job. <laughs> I actually feel like we were really helpful. <laughs> Okay. Oh, God. Are you ready? Are okay. you ready, boobs? I'm 26. Is it too late for the whole phase? Here's what you got to do. Okay. Your time starts now. So you go and kill yourself. You wake up one morning and you stage your own murder and you blame it on your most recent hoe partner and you say, look what you did. Look what you made me do. You both go and go and Taylor Swift yourself. 15 you seconds. Run, you keep running. And then you just fuck everything that moves. <gasps> and I'm not just talking about human beings. I'm talking about <laughs> five seconds. The building is swaying in the wind. You go up to it and you fuck it. And then you say, "I did it." That's 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 the thirties. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't like to be That was really emotional at the end there. That was really emotional. Okay, is that my? Okay, Ariadne Gugoras. I feel sick. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. You have thirty seconds. Okay. Twenty-six. Ho phase. Am I too old? Is it too late to apologize? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, go. You buy into a Baskin Robbins franchise. <laughs> you spend your days scooping ice cream. All the while, people do not know you're actually the boss. You undercover boss the Baskin Robbins franchise. I realize now, is it American? It doesn't matter. You then spend your time fucking all the employees, male, female, whatever you would like to do. At the end, they go to someone and they're like, they're like, oh my God, we have a problem with the boss. Turns out you're the boss and you've got off scot-free. That is 30 seconds. Thank wow. so much. For listening. Producer. Yeah, <laughs> producer. <laughs> we are a huge advocate for therapy, but in the interim, we are here. Therapy cheaper than cocaine, just. Also, is it? I don't think so. I think it's about the same. Um, I wouldn't know, Mum. Uh, who? So much for our sponsors. We have sponsors. Yeah, our sponsors are Greg from Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins. Yeah, our sponsors are Baskin Robbins. The Sudoku app on my. JB Hi-Fi. JB Hi-Fi. Thank you so much, Jessica. Trojan condoms. And Aries Childhood Trauma. Yeah. So, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. Give us five stars. Write in. Write in and subscribe to our Instagram account, mm-hmm. at Millennial Crises, and check out how to submit your crises. Because yeah. God knows we all have them. Yeah. Um, and I promise that in future episodes I will not speak over the women in the phone <laughs> that I have today. 
and I will not talk. And so that would be easy. Yeah, because then I won't be speaking, speaking over. over. I'll just be speaking for you the way, it's, the way God intended. Yeah. We love you. We love you. You've got this. You absolutely got this. Yeah. Life. 26 in 2020. Yep. The name of our listener who wrote it today. We're so proud of you. We're so proud of you. Continue to live it up. Mm-hmm. Hoe it up. Be safe. Be and, careful. I mean, as my mum and I always say to each other yeah. on the phone at the end of every phone call, which I guess we can end each episode with. Mm-hmm. Be good, be safe, be careful, make good choices. And my mum says, please stop calling. (laughs) Bye. Bye.